0: All right, guys. Welcome back. Uh, Today we will be covering episode five, "Heart of Darkness."
1: Heart of Darkness. And
0: this is Double Digested, a Riverdale recap podcast. I'm Jonathan.
1: I'm Rebecca, coming to you live from spiffy New Digs, and also not live at all. Yeah, not. Much like a certain Blossom sibling at the start of this episode.
0: How apropos. Also, you might have noticed we managed to set ourselves up with mildly better audio equipment.
1: Yeah, I hope it comes off sounding worth it, because this was like a real
0: Oh, I really hope so. Rebecca and I are sitting in a windowless room, uh, way far away from where either of us live, in a charming public library, so if you hear the occasional squeaky wheel, or sneeze, or shush, that's uh, that's your explanation. Yep.
1: Uh, Alright, so I wanted to, like, have some Oscars talk. I've been, like, yes, holding myself back I, all night, but we only have, like, an hour here Okay, left, it's okay,
0: please. we can that's do it. Fine. We'll breeze through it.
1: Alright, thoughts.
0: Okay, so... Last night was an Oscars that I found difficult to watch. And I'm even further infuriated by the fact that I turned off the TV at the very end after they announced the best. Yeah, they said Lala. And I was like, peace, because I also wasn't about to sit through that. And then the next morning, my mom was like, can you believe it? And I was like, what are you talking about?
1: Um. It was, I was at an Oscars party, and, like, the whole time I was, like, repping my, like, anti-La La 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 Land stance, and I was, like, feeling very defeatist, Uh, and when when La La Land happened, we were all kind of like, oh, whatever, we all got up. It was like
0: like watching Trump win the election. Kind of, and I
1: unplugged my phone from, like, the charger in the wall, and I was like, guess I'll go home, like, okay, and then, like, I'm up there by the TV, Mm -hmm. and, like, you see it fucking happen, and I, like, turned around, I have a picture of, like, the whole room, like, everyone (laughs) in the room just looking, like...
0: You can see like Damien Chazelle's soul breaking and you just feel like warmth flutter back into your heart.
1: Yeah, I felt great about his soul breaking. Yeah, I no, had no was, problem with that. That was a
0: good that's gonna be like one of those things where like when there's like an epic monumental moment in history and everyone remembers where they are, like people will remember where they were when they snatch that Oscar out of Damien Chazelle's grubby hands.
1: Yeah, well people are saying moonlight was our moon landing.
0: Oh it, w- oh, it totally was. It was
1: amazing. And
0: w- what was that tweet from a friend of yours about La La Land? Which one? The, it was something about La La Land being like the equivalent of... It was like, La La Land is the Taylor Swift of movies or something, <laughs> which um, I feel like is a very, very relevant, relevant depiction of what that was. And I feel like the win for Moonlight was much needed among the Oscars, but just more so like... The world.
1: Yeah, oh definitely. It was like it felt like a little healing, like a little bit of a band-aid, like just a little nice thing that we all could feel good about for like one god dang second oh, in yes. this gosh darn reality we live in. And
0: do you have a favorite and least favorite speech?
1: Um Uh
0: I'll tell you mine. Okay. Okay. So Now, I like Viola Davis just as much as the next person. Sure. This speech was a little too impassioned for me. We knew it
1: was going to happen. We We knew they were going to play But can I
0: just be the first to say, Viola Davis should not have won that Oscar. I think it's a total steal that she did. We're going to lose followers. Okay, no, no. (laughs) I'm not saying I don't think Viola Davis had a spectacular performance. Do you think it was a lead? It was a lead. Yeah. It was not, it's not debatable. Yeah. Well, that's how they,
1: that's how they play the game. Yeah. But that's,
0: that's total manipulation. Like that, I, I, that's so cheap. Like she was in that movie longer than Denzel was. He died like a full 20 minutes before she did. And she won (laughs) best supporting actress. Like that's a joke. They need to have regulations. I think, like, the Tonys or some other awards have, like, specs about, like, the ratio of movie you have to be in or out of. Yeah. Like, if Dev Patel... Dev Patel was supporting or lead? He was supporting. Yeah, if Dev Patel is supporting, then she is certainly not lead in those two movies. Yeah. Like, it's, it should be the inverse. I mean, it should be the... I don't really know what I'm saying, but I just don't think she should have won supporting for a movie that she was in for genuinely two hours.
1: Fair. I realized what my favorite speech is, and it was like Warren Beatty's whole thing. Like oh, It was yeah. just start to finish. Yeah. And Even so, from when he, like,
0: jumped in and was like,
1: that wasn't my fault. I love it. He was like, hold on. I wasn't trying to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so Wednesday night, I'm just, like, so happy that the universe aligned in this way because mm-hmm. Wednesday night I went to the Royal
0: uh, okay. to the
1: screening of this, like, beautiful restaurant restoration, this, like, 4K restoration of McCabe and Mrs. Miller. I'm not sure if you've ever seen it. I haven't. It was, like, it's Warren Beatty and Mm -hmm. Julie Christie. And the whole time I was, like, oh, my God. He is... I know in real life people have stories, but I was, like, he is the largest... He's the biggest sweetie. Like, I was, like, (laughs) so in love with him in this movie. I was, like, he is a bumbling oaf. Like, he's a hero, but he's so stupid, but he's trying so hard. Yeah. And, like, to see that play out on on the world stage. Yeah, I feel like... like 50 years later. And
0: it was such a, like, turn of events because it was, like... I feel like going into it, everyone was like, wow, what a dope. Like, he's going to, like, put it off so long. Like, honestly, I was like, it's 11.50. I need to go to bed. And Warren Beatty's being like, I'm not going to say who it is. <laughs> and then Faye Dunaway yanked the envelope out of his hand. and I was like, thank you. And then it turns out she was the one who had it all mixed up. And he was the one who was trying to, like, like he I don't know. He was trying to, like,
1: cue to the producers. But I don't something. know
0: why he didn't just say, like, honestly, at that point, I would have just been like, oh, I think we have the wrong envelope and walk to the side stage and grab the right one. Like, I... I I, unless know. he Cause, thought cause that this he misunderstood. Because never
1: happened before.
0: That's what But supposedly they have
1: unprecedented.
0: Supposedly, like in organization and preparation for it, they have two envelopes for each category. So mm-hmm. what happened was they gave him the second of the Emma Stone envelopes. I know because
1: Emma Stone was like, "Wasn't me. I had mine the whole time." And we were like, "This is literally the Prestige." Like, yeah,
0: yeah. It was. <laughs> it was actually the Prestige.
1: Um. Anyway, awesome. And the other thing that I think is awesome is like. I like to think that because Annette Benning got snubbed for 20th Century Ugh, Women, so she's rude. the one who planted it for Warren. Oh, um, hmm. I, I like to think she had something to do. It was rude because she was she was amazing, and Amy no, Adams. That was she, how could something get nominated for a million Oscars and then not nominate Amy Adams, who was in every scene of that? I movie? also just
0: really am still so sour that that uh, Natalie Portman didn't win like. Best actress. Oh, like, I can't even. That sh- yeah. she should have gotten that.
1: I know. No, I haven't seen Isabel Huppert, so I can't speak to. Neither Belle. have I.
0: But who has? <laughs> like, people,
1: I feel like it's, like it's such a thing that people get swept
0: it. up in like the allure of the like foreign <laughs> French actor. Like the same thing happened with that French lady from uh, Amour. Emmanuel Riva. Yeah. No. No. Was it not her? Uh, oh. I think it was her. I don't know. I can't remember. But that same thing happened last year, and everyone was like, oh, she's so good. And I'm like, no, it's just a sad movie with a French person in well, it.
1: Well, speaking of sad old ladies, I think we should get right into this,
0: oh, this yes. episode. Oh, um, yes.
1: So we start with the classic Jughead opening narration. Uh, already, this episode is making strong choices. It, I never saw Crimson Peak, but it's reminding me of like, all the trailers for Crimson mm-hmm, Peak. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and we're introduced to thornhill mansion
1: i love thornhill <laughs> i
0: know uh, yeah thornhill. also the
1: idea that the blossoms <coughs> live on thornhill. thornhill
0: and uh of course like a slow pan out and we see it's like a giant mansion on a hill with foggy
1: a... as all this makes every everywhere else in riverdale look like
0: like the clearest the... air yeah. like it was straight up like you couldn't see like it was white and, <laughs> and and Jughead refers to Cheryl as the gothic widow the of, gothic of widow. Thornhill Mansion. So Manhattan. they keep
1: implying that her and Jason
0: like, Oh, Oh, yeah. Like, this, if this fucking. doesn't end in, like, a pregnancy or, like, a three-eyed baby, like, I'm not going to be satisfied. No. Yeah. It's it also, like, if you ever encounter a person whose house has a name, like, turn around. Like, it's not a good indicator. If
1: you could name your house, what would it be called?
0: Um... Karen, I don't know. Like, <laughs> something charming, but not a, like it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be like one of those how like all the Real Housewives name their houses like the Something Estate or the Something Chateau. Like it wouldn't have any characteristic of a building in its title, right? It would be like Philip or something. I don't know. Something with like that was like approachable and not intimidating. Yeah,
1: I've got nothing, so okay, <laughs> I'll I'll move in with you at at Karen. At Karen. <laughs> Um, so she's carrying a candelabra. It's amazing. And of then course. she, she goes over to his coffin. It's empty. Mm-hmm. And he's a zombie?
0: I, I don't really know. It was, like, another one of those weird flashes.
1: I loved that, um, because it's kind of a nod to Afterlife with Archie, which, like, a lot of the people who made the Afterlife with Archie zombie series of comics mm-hmm. are involved with the TV show. Oh,
0: that's really interesting. Um,
1: and, because, and that was, like, the first Archie comics to be, like, we're going to take a serious and dark tone, mm-hmm. um... So that felt like a nod to that.
0: Also, there is a lot of like, sorry, just going back to the Archie comics... Like I said earlier, I don't know them that well, but when I was trying so desperately to, like, live tweet this episode, Mm -hmm. you guys, was an absolute disaster. But what I will say is there's a lot of interaction between, like, the actual Archie Comics Twitter account and, like, the Riverdale Twitter account, Ah. so they definitely are, like, intertwined. And it's probably just a cross-promotional thing. Archie
1: Comics tweeted out my BuzzFeed quiz. Really? Which was pretty nice. Wow, Yeah, yeah. If you guys haven't
0: taken Rebecca's BuzzFeed quiz already, like, you need to get on it.
1: Also, if anyone who's listening can please do the myers-briggs sorting of the characters (laughs) no one on the whole internet has done it yet and i'm like shocked that no one has done it yet i haven't done it i
0: should do it if any
1: characters have ever like been so like archetypal like this one's an enfj this one's an istp like these are the characters and i'm really i'm like i'm not skilled enough to be the change i want to see in this case but like i'd love if someone could do that yeah um, so then Cheryl wakes up, which leads me to believe that Jackhead's narration is so pervasive that he, yeah, he's I, narrating Cheryl's dreams. Like,
0: I, yeah, it's, like, become, it's become, like, that kind of thing where, like, I get he has, like, an omnipresent narration, but, like, if he's not dead at the end of this series, like, I'm going to be really creeped out by how much he knows, like... Is he, like, in people's rooms? Is he, like, in people's houses? Like, are we just reading his novel before it's published? Like, I don't know, but I need an explanation for why Jughead's so involved in everyone else's I'm life. I'm thinking
1: he might be Polly's, like, time travel baby or Ooh,
0: something. that's interesting.
1: <laughs> and that's why his mom's not in the picture? Yeah.
0: Maybe. Hopefully. Wait, is, is his mom in the picture in the comics?
1: Yeah, well, in the comics, he's not, like, a street youth, and his dad he's is all, not a gang leader. Like,
0: this is true. He's also not, like, smart.
1: In the comics all the dads are bald.
0: Really? No, not
1: Betty and Veronica's, but oh, um,
0: interesting. Archie and
1: Jughead's. Anyway, so Cheryl uh, wakes up and her mom is like, no more sleeping in Jason's bed. Yeah,
0: oh, she's sleeping in what I can only describe as like a creepy, gothic, like, canopy. Like, it's it's like the bed of a psychopath. It's yeah. like the bed of, like, what, like, a 11-year-old preteen, like, going through a goth phase would design for themselves. But Cheryl's... Like it's still, I guess that was Jason's bed. Like that's no, so... that's
1: her bed later, the one with the big white headboard. Oh, okay. yeah, that's not which everything you described is entirely accurate. This first scene we get her in Jason's bed, which is just like
0: prep school. Right. Okay. Well, that's a, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of a relief.
1: Uh, so we establish that Penelope, of all the bitchy moms in Riverdale, like she might be the bitchiest, mm-hmm. and then we see Archie working out oh punching yes. his punching bag full fan service oh yeah it goes he is, on for so it's so gratuitous it's
0: very gratuitous but in a way that like no one's gonna complain about he was so sweaty and just just working on that punching bag and he's
1: saying he's doing it because he needs to be captain of the football team oh yeah and that'll get him a scholarship uh, so that he could study music i have to point out <laughs> like they're sophomores he would not be the captain
0: also yeah no he wouldn't be the captain and also like taken how like what of a stretch that situation is like Archie is boxing to get better at football to get better at academics to become like a music a musician like what like in what world well, I guess in 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 River- in Riverdale but like
1: <laughs> in the world of B plot Archie that's what it is yeah, the B like, plot is so just like
0: blah. I know and
1: it's sad that they like d- did away with the Grundy plot and like the replacement plots are just
0: bluh. Like, also, like, how...
1: His plots suck.
0: His plots really do suck. And I feel like Archie has just become, like, this this like means for other characters to display how much better than him that they are yeah like he's he's just the injured bird in every episode He's
1: surrounded by like girls who only exist to like kind of well no they're doing their own thing but when they're in his orbit they're all taking care of him like archie cannot be a person on his own oh no all in their own way in this episode this episode we have like val and betty and veronica all just like putting work in
0: yeah archie's that person that like because
1: his mom's not there
0: it's, yeah, it's probably because his mom's not there. And it's also probably because like no one in his life is being realistic to him. Like Mm-mm. everyone's like, yeah, you can be a star. <laughs> it's like, no, you're just hot at 19. And like, if, if your strategy to be better at your skill is to better another skill to get you into a situation where you can maybe work on the first skill, Two like steps. don't go Mm-mm. for it. Like nope. don't, yeah, that's just, such a waste of time.
1: Anyway, so we go to the murder board, Mm -hmm. uh, which they've recreated in the school newspaper office.
0: Right. Yeah. This is the this is the board that was torn down at the Keller house. But an episode ago. But Kevin
1: apparently has photographic memory and was able to perfectly recreate it. So that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I really like that.
1: I like that trait about him. This was like a very Kevin light episode.
0: Yeah, I was I was hoping for more Kevin, but I guess it'll come later.
1: Um, and then Trev comes in, and Trev, who
0: we've not been introduced to Trev before. At this oh, point, I don't have think we? so. And okay. he's
1: someone's little. I think like he is. I think I. I was watching with my friend whose name is also Josie and Josie seemed to think that that he was one of the the Pussycats little brothers. Oh, Um, interesting. But that could just be...
0: (laughs) That could just be (laughs) the black connection. It is Riverdale, though. It's true. Um, There aren't many black people.
1: In Riverdale. Um, No, there's like... There's a fair fair bit. They're doing their... Yeah. Uh, So we don't know who Trev is, I don't think. TBD. Um, And Betty's all like, it's a date. And then you see Jughead be like...
0: Jughead's like he's like, you're going on a date?
1: And he's like, oh, uh, you set a date. It's a date. And then she says, like a maniac uh it's an intelligence gathering mission which like yeah. okay so like yeah i'm i'm al- i'm always trying to set up intelligence gathering missions. yeah
0: i'm like every time i lurk someone on instagram it's an intelligence gathering mission
1: yeah so that's it, her like crazy girl excuse yeah
0: and then she's like and like he can come over because like my mom's at what does she say like my mom's at like a, a women in journalism conference a
1: women in journalism spa retreat
0: oh spa retreat which also like Consider the fact that this is probably a town of like 10 people, maybe 100 mm-hmm. people. Like, this conference, even if it's like the area, this is a max like 30 women.
1: And I have to, like, why couldn't we have replaced the Archie B plot with following the mom at oh, the spot? I t- would
0: follow Alice Cooper to a women in journalism conference without any context. Like, mm-hmm. even outside the show, I would just be with her.
1: And then we get to the moody football practice, which, whatever, except it was like really beautifully shot and we see all their butts and so they're crouching mm-hmm. over and mm-hmm. it reminded me of like, do you remember Across the Universe?
0: Oh, yeah. Do
1: you remember like there was like the slow motion song and it's the cheerleader walking through the football practice and the football players like look so beautiful and it looks like ballet because it's in like, sl- oh, that's what no, I thought of. I remember
0: of. that. Well, yeah, it was a beautiful scene and there was a lot of beautiful ass, so that was a great scene.
1: Anyway, his plot's really boring and um let's just go ahead yeah, like when i are all hanging out on the bleachers i guess
0: yeah yeah the bleachers was a good scene
1: uh so
0: so we got betty veronica kevin juggy can we call him juggy Juggy. jug what do what they call is that what they call him
1: uh betty calls him that
0: juggy and arch chilling <laughs> on the bleachers
1: uh and val comes up part way through i love that veronica is doing like Pearls and fries. She's the only one eating. She's eating French fries. She's wearing her pearls. Uh, she asks Archie how things are going in a PG world, a post Grundy world. Oh
0: yes, yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> what a, what a, a lot of jab- Yeah, there's like there's a lot of jabs. That, like, and this is the issue with Riverdale. Like, it's great Grundy's gone. I'm like, yeah, it was messed. But like, people are taking this far too lightly. Like that was like sexual exploitation. Like that was a like a indefensible crime that you would go to jail for. Like. Like, yeah. regardless. Yeah. But I guess, like, let's joke. So, <laughs> so, so... JK, JK. Yeah, Betty calls it a post-Grundy world. And then... What, Veronica makes a joke, too. Or no, Betty yeah. goes... Grundy goes... Val goes, Grundy was tutoring you, and Betty goes, understatement of the year.
1: Understatement of the
0: year. And Archie's just like, oh, jeepers. Like,
1: So Val wants to help Archie because there's a professor at Carson College, sh- and she's gonna, like, hook him up. So... Yeah val is another woman who exists to like nurture the baby bird that is archie and he's like oh but i can't think about two things at once like there's music and also there's football and i just can't
0: i hate that like dichotomy in shows they always do that i swear they did it in like glee and they do it in like any situation where there's like a teenager with two passions they're like well you got to choose one
1: and then Cheryl comes up.
0: Oh, yes. Still
1: and being, like, she's, like, goth charpe. Yeah.
0: Cheryl, okay, one thing that I do respect so much about Cheryl is that she has no capacity for embarrassment. Like, no. she will go all the way. She's, like, drama theater 24-7. Yeah. And she's, she's wearing, like, a black and red fringe ja- dress.
1: It's awesome. She's doing a choker all episode long. Oh, yeah. Um, and she invites, she's like, hey, she, sad breakfast club. Yeah. <laughs> and invites them all to the funeral with, like...
0: With black invitations. She has, like, heavy cardstock with, like, a little red emblem, I guess, to go along with her outfit. And she's, like, sadly walking around the school giving these They're away. They're playing
1: this off like it's a birthday party, which, like, actually kind of comes into play later. And in the background, you see... <laughs> I noticed you can see Kevin smelling his invitation. I think it's scented paper, and he sold that really well. I
0: hope so. I wonder what it smells like. I bet it smells like dust and potpourri. I can't tell if their house seems like it's, like, well-maintained or not. Do you ever watch American Horror Story?
1: No, but I know of. It it
0: reminds me a lot of the haunted house in season one. It's, like, a beautiful old Victorian, but it's also, like, janky and creaky, and, like, no one's touched it for a hundred years. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I feel like they I have a lot the invitations, of
1: money. spoiler alert, smell like ham and maple. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's maple ham memorial. Maple
1: ham. So then Cheryl, like, walks away and, and Veronica follows her mm-hmm. and is like, Cheryl, could we, like, w- what's your deal? Um, you're hot and you're cold, you're yes and, and you're no. <laughs> yeah. And then she says, like, could we even be frenemies, which is, like, we called... They're yeah. frenemies Oh, yes. They were
0: frenemies from day one, and we caught that.
1: And she says, and this is a moment where, like, this is why I love Riverdale. It's like yeah. most plots in most shows, move in, like, ways that are normal and not cuckoo. Yeah. And this (laughs) plot moves with Veronica being like, hey, can we be friends? And Cheryl's like, yes, if you come to a sleepover, I'm having. Yeah,
0: it's actually like, it's like this, it's like a 180. Cheryl's like, you're going to steal all my silverware. And then Veronica's like, I'll kill her with kindness. And then Cheryl's just like, okay, let's be friends.
1: Yeah, so it's the night before the memorial.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh yeah, it's a pre-memorial sleepover, which if you've ever heard of it, sounds like the best thing ever.
1: Then Archie goes to the professor, and the professor's like, "Your music isn't good enough, and like you need to have sheet music." Oh yeah. Which, okay. Like, I hate this plot so much. So this <laughs> okay? So, so this is the
0: guy. This is like a record producer, or a professor that Valerie hooks Archie up with. Yeah. And his name is Mister C- Castillo, Castillo. Oscar he, Castillo. Oh yeah. Call me Oscar. And if you guys are fans of Looking, he's he's. <gasps> yes. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, he's oh, Richie my god. from Looking, and. There's a line, well, we'll get to it, but I also just have to point out to the fact that Mr. Castillo is wearing, like, a thin, thin scarf in this whole scene, and no one acknowledges it, and he's dressed otherwise completely normal, he's got a blazer, he looks like a total professor, producer, whatever he is, and he's just got this thin scarf, almost like a necklace, draped all the way down to his hips. But
1: that's what, like, sets him up as, like, uh, he's a mean...
0: Oh, he's, yeah. He's a passionate yeah. man. A he's mean a passionate and passionate man. man. I'm
1: so happy you identified that because I was trying to figure out where he was from.
0: Oh, yeah. And then I... So, I'm so
1: sad he's slumming it in Riverdale.
0: I know. It's kind of sad. Like, yeah. <laughs> but what can you do? Um. So Archie has... She's like... I love the how like, he just knocks down Archie. He's like... Your music what, what does he say? He's like, Oh no, this is before that yeah, okay, that's okay. before okay,
1: but even so he's like, and how many hours are you writing music a day? And he's like, two, which seems to me like a lot for oh, a fifteen year old I
0: don't do anything for two hours a day Mm-mm.
1: and then he's like, <laughs> and he's like, so like what you play football and you do music like, which I hate
0: two hours that. a day and football
1: um so whatever so then we're at the blossom house and they're setting up and sheriff keller who's like the worst sheriff in the world Mm -hmm. like the teenagers of the town are 10 steps ahead of him oh yes um is like helping them set up and they're setting up this funeral. Like, this is like the plot of like a Shakespeare play. It's like, yes, we invited the town, including the suspect. Yeah,
0: it's so, it's like, it's very clue IRL, but I not even wrote IRL. Clue. It, I was it's like, so this clue. is like live action. Like, you clue. just expect someone to kill someone else in like a library with a candlestick. It's crazy. They
1: set up Cheryl with that candlestick, like in the beginning. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I'm surprised no one did die in this episode. It was like screaming death.
1: Uh, but then Betty and Trevor at Pops, I really think like all of the nighttime pop scenes deserve an oscar for cinematography
0: oh yes they definitely do oh and can i also just say yeah um in the last scene where we find out that they're inviting the guests to like see if they're like behind the murder this is where we sort of get to see a little more of cheryl's heart which we haven't seen that much yet but she jumps in and she's like and you think i'm manipulative and like runs off so like i feel like every scene in this in this app we're seeing like her stray from penelope which we really need right now
1: yeah this episode's really good at um giving Cheryl depth like I think this has been
0: yeah it's it's really done that and I going back to what you were saying like the shots in Pops Diner the the red and the red and blue it's like it reminds me a bit of like um there's a album artwork or something for one of the weekend single and it's like the same sort of like in the background one side's blue and one side's red It looks like the weekends shooting a music video every time they're in Pops.
1: No, it just looks, and they could take the most boring, boring plots, even like this one where Betty's like, "So, what do you know about Jason?" Like, which I guess isn't boring, but you know what I mean. Like, just the ones where they're like doing an info dump, and Mm -hmm. if you set it in that lighting, it's like captivating. Oh
0: yeah, exactly.
1: So Trev, it was very La La Land. It is very La La Land. It's like it's like a
0: cheap shot to get (laughs) to get an Oscar.
1: Um, So Trev reveals some stuff about Jason, saying after he started dating Polly. Uh, First he he started selling anything he could Mm -hmm. uh, and then he started dealing weed, pills, whatever.
0: Yeah, so this is really deep for Riverdale.
1: Yeah. And then, um, so
0: then we go to Valerie teaching Archie to write sheet music,
1: right? Which she's already like, and he's she's like, "Wow, you learn fast!" And he like already knows musical notation, so whatever. Yeah. And they're
0: this is this is at his house, by the way. They're sitting in Archie's room on his bed, and Valerie's just like giving him eyes in the background. And of course, who should walk in? But good old Fred Andrews. Good old Freddie. Who says? Who says he remembers Valerie from Taste of Riverdale, which I which can only can forget. Which oh, we, we saw. watched it. Oh, that, which was, is that? that
1: was that was one where Hermione was working the shift at this town event. Oh Josie my god! Pussy. Yeah, so oh, wait, that was the the
0: thing where Hermione was catering. Yeah, and, oh, and Jughead and right. Archie, like,
1: had a little moment in the rafters. Oh my
0: god, I fully thought that was a school dance.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, it's also, like, Fred was acting super weird around Val. It didn't seem like a dad, like, interested that his kid had had a crush. It seemed like he had a crush on Val. Oh,
0: yes, and I think we're going to see this more, and we've seen it before. I feel like a lot of, like, Fred's, like, wacky thing is that he just loves everyone who loves Archie.
1: I think his interaction with women is just, like always super creepy because he has a creepy beat with hermione like later oh, yeah, on yeah it
0: is weird
1: um so i don't know yeah I just, but kj keep... really cute in the scene oh, like when he's like dad
0: yeah oh uh, goodbye it is very cute it's it's like yeah it is very cute
1: and then we get um from fred and archie to betty and hal oh in the garage
0: yeah oh that's his name how i just I keep calling um, him betty's dad um
1: and i'm also like so betty's like a cool girl who can hang because she knows how to like tie the hose to the wrench or whatever yeah um also her dad looks like a middle-aged Haley joel Osment.
0: <gasps> oh my god he, he looks does. like a child
1: from the sixth sense he
0: does with like a few more pounds years, yeah. and a few more wrinkles and mm-hmm. a few more grays wow that's actually so true
1: also, he wears v-necks, which seems, like, so out of character for that character.
0: Yeah, well, I just don't trust someone who wears a v-neck over, like, 40. It's like when you see someone who skateboards over, like, 25. It's like yeah. something's up. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah. So he's working on the car and Betty being, like, the happy-go-lucky but still down-to-earth girl next door. She, like, sits on the car and she's like, hey, dad, I want to talk about Polly. <laughs> and he's like, well, okay. She's like, mom, won't tell me things. So we get a story from, from uh, what is his name? Hal?
1: I think it's Hal. I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, and he says basically that he walked in on Polly trying to, like, commit suicide. So they had to institutionalize her. So Betty being the naive Betty that she is, is like, okay. And then (laughs) the scene's done. That's really all it takes. Yeah. I mean, he could have been like, yeah, we caught her doing magic. Or, like, we caught her, like... (laughs) Like, committing an act of terror, and Becky be like,
1: okay. Okay, <laughs> Becky. Oh,
0: Becky, it, Betty. She is Becky, though. <laughs> she's basically Becky. And
1: so she's kind of, like, um letting Jughead know after. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And she also added that, like, her dad said that she's not allowed to call Polly, which is, like, if your daughter was suicidal, you wouldn't, like, cut her off from conversation with her sister. Yeah, I mean,
0: like, Betty should... So we
1: know that this isn't the story. If Betty
0: is, like, heading a school paper and, like... What, hosting that Toni Morrison book club, yeah. surely she can put together that these <laughs> facts being told her by V-neck is not adding up.
1: If she read the Nancy Drew yeah, girl detective exactly. book. Yeah, um, exactly. So, Paul is <coughs> definitely either pregnant or dead. Like, that's oh, just...
0: Oh, yeah. It's one of the two.
1: Yeah, it has to be one of the two. And Jughead is asking why does a rich kid sell drugs? Yeah, Jughead's
0: got memory. all the questions. Jughead is what we want from Betty.
1: He thinks that It might be that he's running away from drug dealers.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. The serpents.
0: Yeah, the the serpents who do something cool this app.
1: And I like that moment where it's like, we need to talk to Jason. And they're like are you proposing a seance? Yeah, I was, I was like, like I please wish. go there. Yeah, I
0: know. Get to, yeah. I, was I like, wanted full American Thornhill World Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> I need sand in a circle. I need candles. Give me pig's feet. I was so ready for it. Um, he,
1: If they don't bring in Sabrina the Teenage Witch like by season two, oh, I, I don't know. I hope they do. I think Cheryl can make a really good witch.
0: Yeah, she definitely could. She's yeah. very much like that lady from Game of Thrones. Like yeah, she's like that Game of Thrones yes. lady's daughter. Like the red lady or the, whatever. The red, the red priestess. Yeah, the red yes, priestess. Melisandre. Yeah. Oh, yes. She's total Melisandre.
1: We get more football. Archie's such a cute little dummy. He has to, like, write out the play on his arm.
0: Yeah, and, like, I feel like we don't even need to talk about this plot, but, I mean, Archie... Lots and, of
1: homoerotic tackling in Brenton. Oh, parenting. so
0: it's very... It's all very homoerotic, very homosocial, and they're competing to be the football captain, which, like, again, do we really care?
1: And he hurts his playing hand. Like, <laughs> yeah. this gives us an opportunity for, like, the showcasing of, like, the, the, the many and, and multitudinous and unlimited fonts of of of, of talent and, yeah. uh, that veronica possesses like veronica is just like such a perfect yeah. character at the point that she's like a mary sue like she's too perfect she's a
0: renaissance woman she sees this broken hand she's like what's up he's like oh and she's like that's your playing hand you can't do that and she bandages it up perfectly
1: bandages it up perfectly seals it with a kiss does and, the full you need to be careful that hand will be worth
0: and no struts name. away as yeah. archie just drools
1: um and also finds out like about val and he's like what you jealous and and she's like she saves herself she's like no i endorse this yeah. again talking like a tumblr person oh, yes. running riverdale fan blog um and then he's back at the guy's office yeah and here's where he calls archie out on his music oh
0: yeah so mr castillo is just like <laughs> he's like your, your music's sloppy he's basically like you suck in every regard sloppy he says your songs are juvenile <laughs> yeah and then and then he says, like, okay, so he's talking about Miss Grundy, because Archie brings up Grundy, and he's right. like, she connected with you in a way that I don't see us doing. And I was like, uh, I see if doing. Archie's seen looking, <laughs> then it's it's likely that you two will connect in the same way.
1: Um, I think it's happening. And also, this sets up that by the end of the season, Archie will be like, I have to write one great song. To be oh, creative. yeah. And the problem with this in any movie, Uh, or TV show, or musical, or whatever about a character who has to write a great song, Mm -hmm. is that the song actually has to be, like, believably good. So on Atlanta, Paperboy's music has to be, like, good. And I think it's that thing you do, like, they have to be, like, it needs to sound believably good. Like, same with Sing Street, so, like, we'll see if it Yeah, I mean, it it. it
0: could be, like, one of those things where they, like, make the Glee cast write original songs and everyone stops watching the show. I really hope it's not like that.
1: But then we get to definitely another one of my, like, top three scenes of the entire series. Oh, yes.
0: This is the Blossom Dinner. And it is exactly the way you would imagine this family would be.
1: scary ham dinner.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That is... This is exactly... It was a scary ham dinner. And we meet Nana Rose, (laughs) who quite honestly looks like she looks like that old maid from american horror story season one or like she just she looks like she's been through a lot
1: she has she's She's lived through wars she's weathered this one streak of blossom red oh
0: yes she keeps the blossom red
1: uh and she kind of like sits like centrally like in the middle of the table
0: yeah um and she's got a glass eye of course
1: I cannot believe the interaction where Veronica, a 15-year-old child, says, thank you for having me to your nice dinner. And the mom says, I have no idea why you're here. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I cannot imagine that. That was so good. That was like Penelope Blossom actually just like at her finest.
1: Also, this is the reveal that um, the sleepover party is just Veronica and Jill, yeah. which is so sad. Which is
0: very sad, but also like... S- just paints Cheryl so desperate, and I'm so glad that she has someone to be at this dinner. We also find out that S- Sweetwater River is called Sweetwater because of the maple industry. Yes,
1: Riverdale was founded on the maple industry, and this show takes that very seriously. Which I
0: swear, isn't that... Is that a Twin Peaks thing too, or is that just lumber?
1: That's lumber, but I could not believe in this scene how... David Lynchy. It yeah, was. it was very It was like the dinner scene in Eraserhead. It was all like more ham. Yeah. Like, it was so like gross and scary and menacing and them talking about the maple with such seriousness was like so weird. Yeah. And like i like I'm I'm in love. Yeah,
0: like, no, it's very Lynchian and how they, they keep going back to that like old family the old family feuds of the maple industry and how it's like shaped their whole lives. It's like it's all very sad but oh my God. it's so interesting.
1: I just put this together. What? A sticky maple. <laughs> <sighs> oh. That's why they do a sticky maple. That's kind of that sad. Because that seemed really random and weird. Yeah. Um, it's still really lame and weird, but, like, whatever. But at least
0: it has a reason for being like that.
1: Anyway, Veronica's doing a really good job holding her own while these, like, adults take some, like, delight in bullying this child. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, Cheryl's mom blames Cheryl. Cheryl finally speaks up and says, I won't be able to say goodbye. You're not letting me speak at Jason's funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mom blames her for rowing him to his death. Yeah,
0: she's essentially like, he'd still be alive if you didn't, uh, row him across over to his death
1: quick cut over to what Veronica's mom is up to while her daughter's away
0: of course
1: and um, so she's like closing up she's scraping the grill at pops
0: because she lives in a mansion but works at pops um <laughs> i'm not gonna let that go
1: and she's closing up and
0: and a box arrives for a box her arrives. it's on the floor and she walks right up to it so like an
1: amazon prime oh
0: yeah the drone dropped it right off and she what did
1: you think was going to be in it
0: I thought it was going to be like a head or something. I thought it was going to be a body part. I thought it was going to be
1: one of Jason's body parts. I don't know what, or one of Hiram's body parts. Josie, not Pussycats, but IRL Josie, predicted what it was. She called it.
0: Really? Mm -hmm. Wow.
1: Uh, It was a snake.
0: Yeah, it was a snake.
1: Courtesy of the Southside Serpents.
0: Which, honestly, the more times I hear that name, the more it makes me cringe. Like, can it at least just be one word? Does it have to be the Southside Serpents?
1: I know, it's so lame. Anyway, so she's really freaked out. Uh, We go to Betty. Betty was not invited to the sleepover. No, Betty has she no wasn't. plans on Friday. B- Betty night.
0: is literally at home, woken up from her sleep, hearing the sound of her sister. And it's worth pointing out that she had a sock bun. She woke up from her sleep in a sock bun, yeah. which is the most Betty thing that I can imagine.
1: Yeah, Betty's the most Betty. Um, what I love about this is it sets it up because we know Betty is like gonna snap at some point we know she's a little cuckoo so at this point we don't know whether or not like she's hearing those voices yeah
0: no it was very paranormal activity one like she's walking around the house she's very bothered by something but we're kind of like are you psycho and she's
1: hearing these giggles and she's like polly yeah uh and we go downstairs with her into the depths of Betty's madness and of the Cooper household.
0: And we see V-neck watching home videos of Polly and Betty. Which also I was like, wait, how could Betty not distinguish between the voice of her sister like 10 years ago and the voice of her sister now?
1: Maybe it was like Polly's ghost. Maybe. This Maybe. Like I'm still hoping she's a bit crazy. Yeah. Um, so it's like a creepy, weird scene, but it adds some color. Uh, Cheryl and Veronica are now, like, up in Cheryl's bedroom. This is where we get that beautiful headboard. And Veronica, blue silk pajamas, pearls to bed. Of
0: course, of (laughs) course, nothing less. And she's like, oh, I know this is weird, but Jason was so handsome. And And Cheryl says. Completely unsurprisingly, Cheryl's like, yeah, the handsomest. The
1: handsomest. And then she's like, something tells me he would have, like, really liked you. And I think... That Cheryl and Jason have, like, twin tuition. I think it would be, like, really hot if if they weren't incest. They were attracted to the people the other one was attracted
0: to. Ooh, that's very sensate. Yeah, I kind of like it. Also, we finally learned the name of Cheryl's, like, side chicks in this scene. Yes. Tita and Ginger, (laughs) which is such a contrast, but I'm there for it.
1: And I like that it brings it back to, like... Um, that Veronica was the one to go and Tia and Ginger did not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so they acknowledge that and it's like forwarding the characterization. Oh, That's yes. all very good. Uh, and Veronica, like the magical like the manic pixie dream girl she is who's just like touching everyone's lives and mm-hmm. making them a better person emboldens cheryl to make her speech
0: mm-hmm. everything veronica touches like becomes a better version of itself
1: and cheryl high drama is like they'll kill me
0: yeah she literally doesn't blink and Veron's just kind of like okay like what do you say to that
1: um quickly last thing that happens night before the funeral is Hermione calls Fred over to take care of the serpent. Mm-hmm. Fred is, like, fully in the... Fred, he's in the Fred zone right now and he's, like, very sexually frustrated because he, like, expects a lot out of her that, like, she doesn't have to give him. And
0: also, like, he's very... Yeah, hes he's very expectant but he's also, like he doesn't understand signals like she's very clearly been like no this isn't gonna happen yeah
1: and he keeps being like so what is this like i really can't with archie's dad
0: i will say though in this scene i thought it was absolutely bonkers how hermione called him over and was like the serpent sent me something and then he's like why why did they do that and she's like i can't tell you I know. I'm like, you literally made him drive all the way to Pop's diners in the middle of the night to just show him a snake. Like, that was the whole scene. And
1: and also, like, the line, that's between Hiram and the serpents. And it's like, when you say, like, when you put nouns like that into the Mad Libs, that is the Riverdale script. Like, I cannot take you seriously. Yeah, it's very true. Anyway, people are getting ready for the for the funeral, mm-hmm. it's Betty and Jughead, Betty and Juggy. I wish this scene was more than 10 seconds. Also, wh-
0: sorry, keep going.
1: Oh, I was going to say, Betty looks good, Jughead looks good. Yeah, I, I like that Betty kind of teases her
0: hair up a bit. I like Betty and Jughead together. Like, yeah. I, I want to see something there, but I also must say that when we shoot, when we the first shot into the house as everyone gets ready, we see a shot of the gate, and it says something scribbled in Latin. So I, of course, like Googled it just to oh see what it said. And their family crest motto is "Roots Run Deep," <laughs> which is. Perfectly, like, that's perfectly in line with the, the maple, like, face-off of the great, great generations. But I also think that, like, something is going to be underground at some point in this show. Like, something will be physically unearthed, literally.
1: Riverdale is in westeros like oh yeah oh yeah these blood feuds as they call them and shit like that yeah like, like roots they, run deep like it's they have
0: house like this is like house houses of, house, house of cooper house of blossom yeah. yeah exactly
1: which which house would you want to be a part of if you could like if you weren't in it but you could pledge yourself as a knight to any of these houses well
0: I'm inclined to say House Jones, but House, house Jones. It's House Jones. Well, <laughs> well, I was house thinking Jones House Jones and the sigil is. I was, the was thinking like the the like the cinema back room House Jones. Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, I do like my comfort, so I guess House Blossom. Although I really can't take that bad.
1: I'm like House Lodge, even though the fact that their lord has been like disgraced. And I
0: guess if you were House Lodge, you would get the service of Smithers, which really is just the best thing in this town. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're so they're all getting ready and. Uh, Penelope is... So so they kick off the memorial. And Penelope, of course, being the woman she is, is literally going around insulting everyone. Like tearing oh, everyone amazing. down. She
1: pulls Hermione close like she's going to stab her. Oh, yes. And just because Hermione was like, I'm so sorry that you lost your child. And Penelope is like, you came to rub it in my face.
0: Yeah, yeah. She's like... She, yeah, and then she goes up to Archie and has this like mental episode. Like she's steps away from full blue Jasmine, and I was waiting for her to just like start weeping, but she just caresses his face and says, "You look so much like him." While everyone else is genuinely like, "What's going on?" And she snaps it up, like, "Oh, sorry, sorry." But and then we...
1: Kevin's like, "Did she touch your hair?" Yeah,
0: <laughs> I like how oh, Kevin is like Kevin is us. He is our surrogate for sure.
1: Well, I realized today, like on my way over, that I was wearing like a full Kevin. And doing, like, <laughs> I've got like a very like neutral color palette. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, so Kevin is is what we need in this scene.
1: Also, one thing I have to point out that I didn't notice the first time, then when I was like rewatching the subtitles and taking quick notes today, Mm -hmm. did you catch what Cheryl's dad and Betty's dad were saying to each other? No. Okay, so across the room, Mm -hmm. they were talking and um, Cheryl's dad says to Betty's dad, pace yourself, wouldn't want to get a DUI on the way home.
0: Oh, who so, did he hit?
1: So, yeah, so Betty's dad is a drunk and has hit, has
0: what, hit someone or who, hurt someone. Who was he hit? Who was he hit? We, we, don't know. we don't know. I bet you it's Polly. I bet you that's why Polly's locked up. I bet you she's, like, got, like, a broken... By
1: her own father. Yeah, she
0: probably has, like, a crushed spine or something.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh,
1: So then Cheryl... uh, We saw Cheryl getting ready upstairs with Veronica, and they were both, like, wearing their nice black outfits, Mm -hmm. and, like, Cheryl had her little veil, but Cheryl comes (laughs) out.
0: Cheryl? Wait, wait, let me... Was there something else that... Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Cheryl... Oh, wait. Actually, before we go to Cheryl, can okay. we just take a moment to establish that not a single person at this memorial knows how to dress for a memorial? Like, <laughs> there was not one appropriate outfit. Every single person... Jughead is wearing a crown toque, okay? Okay.
1: Archie's wearing his. Archie Letterman Archie's wearing jacket. his Letterman
0: jacket. Also, why did Archie give Penelope like a full like he folded up Jason's Letterman jacket like it was like an American, American flag. flag? I was like, he wasn't a soldier. He was on a he was a sophomore on a varsity football team. I don't know if
1: you've ever seen Friday Night Lights, but like that's how small towns in America are. Well, like it, you may as well it be really creep me
0: out. Like that was so weird. So he wears his Letterman jacket.
1: Betty looks like she's going out.
0: Betty looks like she's going out. Veronica's wearing a mesh cardigan. Yes. She like. And just when you think no one at this at this function could dress more inappropriately, Cheryl descends from upstairs in a full-on like white outfit.
1: It's amazing. It's hearkening back and flashing back to her outfit by the river, which she later reveals it's the same outfit, and that's why she feels like close to him. Yeah,
0: it's like it's like Olivia Pope meets like the Shining twins, and I, <laughs> she had like a veil. And, I don't know like, where she got a white I veil. I don't. So quickly. I mean, I. I would gladly buy one if I could. Yeah,
1: but. she has the little fascinator. She's moving in slow motion. It's like this cover of Shout.
0: And, and of course, what we get from Kevin is just a, a quiet, yes!
1: Yes! <laughs> Veronica's like, oh my god. Kevin's like,
0: yes.
1: yes. <laughs> um, Cheryl we, reveals once she starts talking that she's also wearing white gloves. Like, just fantastic. Mm-hmm. The mom gets up ready to pounce, and Veronica... Oh. Veronica's like,
0: you're just going to make things worse.
1: Veronica's like... take
0: several seats penelope um so cheryl goes on to give her her speech she says that jason like combined their birthdays because no one would come to hers when she was little and she starts crying and says that she she protected him so it's all very like classic memorial but then it takes a dramatic turn when her crying face pops up and she just collapses into misery
1: Yeah, and Veronica, once again, is, like, the first one to come up and comfort her. Mm -hmm. Again, like, I don't know, we're, like, Gina and Tina or whatever. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Gina and Tina. Where are those girls? I don't
1: know. Um... And then the mom is like, then the mom gives my favorite line of music, which is, I think we'll adjourn now to the winter salon for a light supper. Yeah,
0: the winter salon. So that gives you a sense of Chateau Thornhill. Don't
1: get it mixed up. Yeah. A salon for every season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fred gives Hermione a job. Uh, They hug. He is like really creepy with that.
0: Yeah, like that was a very, like, he's like, oh, okay, well, you won't date me for nothing. Well, then I'll trade employment for... Your affection.
1: Yeah, uh, I feel really bad for Hermione, like, in every situation because she has to, like, so degrade herself just to, like, give a life to her daughter yeah. and because, like, the men in her life have all screwed her over. But, I mean,
0: it is working. She does seem to have the best kid in this show.
1: I think, like, the lodges will always come out on top. Oh, yes. And then, um, B and J go exploring.
0: Oh, yes. They they walk upstairs into Jason's old room and start snooping around. Also, betty's like where does a boy hide things and jughead's like under the mattress in the drawers behind the headboards i'm like okay jughead we get it you had a messed up childhood you don't have to like go crazy <laughs> he's like listing every damaged place he's hid every oh, secret see,
1: i was gonna be like let's be real jughead you've never had a bedroom oh. <laughs> but <you would> <laughs> like <the> he's <laughs> naming things that he
0: thinks people yeah. <laughs> that's fully true too and
1: then out of the shadows
0: out of the shadows pops nana rose she wheels out from behind the door full
1: horror movie i think it's really cute that Jughead hides behind Betty. Yeah
0: Jughead jumps behind Betty and Betty's just like and Nana thinks that Betty is Polly.
1: It's so creepy.
0: Yeah so they're saved by her resemblance
1: and she's like oh I see you're not wearing it and And Betty's like what and she's like the ring you fucking idiot. Yeah
0: and Betty's like the ring Polly the ring (laughs) and so we learn that jason and polly were engaged and that nana rose gave polly the ring but that penelope doesn't know of course because what does penelope know know. Mm -mm.
1: and betty cannot handle what is happening her eyes are growing wider and wider and wider you didn't think they could grow so wide and the grandma's being so creepy she's like poor child
0: and betty eventually just like "Mm, gotta go and jack is just like staring like
1: and then runs out after her, and then they close the door on the grandma in the room. Yeah. Which, like, just, like, please that lock the evil woman. in there. I just yeah. want to, like, say, on Friday so I'll get out.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, you have? I want to yeah. see it. It
1: was awesome, and, like, I hate horror movies, and I, like, still really liked it. Uh, and, like, the fact that that's a horror movie about how, like, rich white families are really creepy, and then, like, to see echoes of that in the blossoms <laughs> was, like, yeah, amazing. Yeah, honestly,
0: I, yeah, I, I actually... I didn't think about that, but the trailer for that movie looks a lot like this scene.
1: So meanwhile, like in Cheryl's room, her mom is being like, actually, like, she makes Betty's mom seem like Glinda the Good Witch. Mm
0: -hmm. She does. Like she, yeah, she she makes Alice Cooper look like an angel. Her
1: daughter's mourning like her only sibling, and she's like grabbing her face and saying like If it wasn't for the fact that no one would have
0: you, I would ship you off to boarding school. Yeah, uh-huh. European boarding school. That's Cheryl Blossom's threat.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I'm Sam like, price. sign me up. Yeah, New Okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: actually, Switzerland. Um, so then we go back to Val and Archie and where else but Pops.
1: Of course. And like, he took his jacket off and he's wearing his suit and his tie. So Mm -hmm. it finally looks appropriate. And like, I don't even know, like what, 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 what even what even oh valerie tells archie like, like shut oh, so, up yeah she's like <laughs> shut up like oh people tell you you're good and you're like i'm good and then they tell you you're bad and you're like oh i'm bad like i don't i like actually don't care and yet.
0: archie's like so mopey and obnoxious like he's being full betty right now and he's like but you have a band and it's hard for me and she's like it's literally the same like be quiet
1: and so, yeah she's like actually be quiet and then like betty is confronting her dad
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and her parents knew about the engagement and clearly know a lot more Mm-hmm. and he uh, kind of shows some of his hand, and he says, <laughs> he and his filthy clan. Yeah. And we learn about the blood feud, which is that Betty's great-grandfather was killed by Cheryl's great-grandfather because he didn't want to share his maple
0: syrup. Yeah, this is, products. like, the most trifling plot I've ever heard. Like, the great-grandparents, like, fighting over maple syrup. But this
1: is the stuff that's very Twin Peaks. Oh, it is.
0: It's totally. <laughs>
1: um. So... And so she, he was like, you know, first they took, like, our livelihood. He, their family was not going to take my daughter. Mm-hmm. So he's pretty much, like, prime suspect number one. Yeah, right he's
0: pretty crazy. He's getting, like, he's more and more we're understanding why he's married to Alice Cooper.
1: And he says she's not coming home until she isn't sick anymore. So is that having a baby? Is that, like, what is that?
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, And, of course, he tells betty to stay out of it which which we all know if betty does anything it's not stay out of things mm-hmm. so we'll definitely see some development here
1: uh and then we get the one healthy parent-child relationship in all of riverdale which is veronica and her mom yeah and um i think hermione is so full of like wisdom and she's so sympathetic she actually
0: is she's like the only grounded parent she, on the she, show. T- she like
1: she acts like a normal human being when everyone else is like at a 10 she's like why are you being this way?
0: Yeah. So she fesses up to Veronica about the snake it Pops. Uh
1: and which is good because Veronica was saying, like, I'm so happy I have a mother who protects me, and she said <laughs> after spending twenty-four hours in the gothic horror story that is Cheryl Blossom's life. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so she confesses, which is like really nice that like they have they have honesty and trust. Like they're like the Gilmore girls. Yeah,
0: it is a really close relationship. It's something we need in the show. And then we jump back to plot B for a quick half sec. Quick
1: half sec. So
0: Archie gets given the position of captain and gives it to Reggie.
1: Which, like, cements Reggie as best friend. Like, Jughead is still,
0: like... Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: We get this cool closing thing set to music.
0: Oh, yes. Another narration by Jughead.
1: And he says, every town has one. The haunted house on the hill that all the kids avoid and it's like do like, does it do, do, do
0: it do they all and then finally jughead has to put the pieces together for betty but she finally realizes that her dad might not be a stand-up guy
1: and she has her big moment of putting the coopers on the board they are in play we have sent that up <coughs> Onto the Family Feud board. Show me Coopers. Mm-hmm. They're there. Also, finally, we're getting some. What did you say that the sh- Blossom motto was again?
0: Uh, roots run deep.
1: Okay, because in Jugging's <coughs> closing thing, he says like, um, "We don't know what, like, whether it's murder or love or secrets or lies growing in the rich black soil of the Blossoms' garden. Like it'll yeah. run into the town. Like they're just doing the metaphors. Oh yeah,
0: thick. yeah. There's a lot of a lot of horticultural." <laughs> themes in this episode i also want to say
1: i went to a persian brunch recently very close to your house
0: was it pomegranate it was
1: tavoos okay um and it was full of toronto hipsters and they were all wearing all of them all of them were wearing exactly jughead's outfit in that closing scene of like that very light chambray with the shearling inside coat really and with the beanie and the flannel like they were all wearing it and i was watching and i was like whoa
0: i bet you archie i mean i bet you jughead does love a persian brunch
1: Oh, he would. He, he seems like be. the type. Well, I don't think anyone in that town has ever like met met a Persian person. But well, like, maybe Veronica. Would. Yeah. But oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 Veronica's met everyone. Um, and that's pretty much the episode.
0: Yeah. Um. But so anyway, so do you want to do a ranking for the app?
1: Oh, of character power.
0: Cat we'll do a power ranking, and then we'll do an Archie Abs for the app.
1: Okay. Um,
0: this is a hard one for me. Let's. Well. Let's okay. Let's start with the abs because I just need to tell, like, get it out there. This episode was not my favorite. Okay, I feel like we could have had more movement. The B plot was a waste of time. I don't need to know about Archie's Mm -hmm. football endeavors, and I just think that like there wasn't enough, not enough happened. Like I
1: know, and they set it up as this clue parlor room drama, mm -hmm. and then nothing really bubbled. Yeah, the only
0: revelation was Betty's dad is not innocent, which like did we think that? Yeah, I, mean, I could have, I could have gotten more. I guess
1: like Betty's mom laying it on so thick threw us off of Betty's dad's trail. Like last episode when we were talking about suspects, we could not have guessed Betty's dad. We were all like, "Oh, Alice could be Alice."
0: It's true, but I also like feel like the whole like Valerie, Archie thing it just seems like another like side piece. Like I, I get that Archie's a player and that everyone like, likes him, but like I just feel like there's not much that's gonna happen there. No. I mean, I guess they have to do it because it's like that's Archie, but I could have used some more.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, what are you giving it?
0: I would give this three abs out of five. Okay. I'm gonna. Oh wait, give it how many abs are there? Out in of abs? six. Out of i I'd give it three and a half out of six.
1: Okay. I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it four. There was less of like the sparkle that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, not enough Kevin. Not mm-hmm. enough Jughead. Not
0: enough fog.
1: Not enough fog. Well, a lot at the beginning and the very end. Yeah. Um, but I'm still giving it points because that that the ham scene was like. <laughs> So scene will go down for me. In infamy. Yeah, I really, really liked the ham scene. Yeah, um, and I liked them on the bleachers and her calling her the Sad Breakfast Club. I thought that was cute. Oh
0: yes, yeah, that was cute.
1: Um, no, I like that it decided to go full genre. Also,
0: mm-hmm. that's true. Um, yeah, and so I did four, like maybe
1: even four and a half. Actually, I'm just giving everything I'll, too high
0: marks. I'll upgrade it to four because of Nana Rose. Like she really did do what oh, we wanted her scare, to
1: do. Oh, and the scare, right? So ham dinner and bedroom Nana Rose. So. Mm-hmm. That sounds like the movie, have you ever heard of Broadway, Danny Rose? No. It's a Woody Allen movie. Oh. Bedroom Nana Rose. So I'm going to say four and a half.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would definitely say it's, I would give it a four. It
1: only loses, like it would have been perfect if not for like Archie's plot being like so boring. I guess it's good that Grundy's gone. Like mm-hmm. I like that. Um, okay. So I have a, qu- oh, and Power, who's on top. I can't do rankings. I could only do a number one. Lately. I would say
0: My top in this episode is definitely Nana Rose. Yeah. She comes in strong. She can't see anything. She doesn't know who's who, but she still is wielding power like no one else. Yeah. Then I'd give second to Veronica. I feel like she's making connections by opening up to her daughter and like she's going to Hermione. Hermione. What did I say? Veronica. Oh, Hermione. Yeah. And then beyond that, I would say the weaker would be you know Archie's dad I just have no time for him like can you just make make a connection to a person like find someone who enjoys your company it's just it's getting tiresome
1: fair I'm gonna say uh, number one is coach Clayton because he like fully just pitted Archie and Reggie against each other for his own sick entertainment yeah
0: and then like just didn't give a shit when he didn't get what he wanted
1: yeah like I don't so I'll put him as number one because like and also like um then again he probably has like a lot to deal with with his son Chuck at home Chuck being such a troublemaker this is true um i'll put castillo at number two because he had the power to like shut archie down which is the first time someone's done that and i'm gonna say like um three to cheryl's dad who seems to really be pushing betty's dad to his limits
0: yeah we Uh, need that i need someone to expose the dark secrets of this tale yeah and
1: who has established like his dominance uh his roots that run deep under all of riverdale like Mm -hmm. uh, and he's like a grown man with like a such an unlikely ginge. Like, I think he's very interesting. Yeah. I have one more question for you that I was thinking about. Mm -hmm. Um, of all of the Archie names of all the names of all the characters, parents, children, which one would you most likely give to your child?
0: Oh, that's an interesting one. Okay. Well, this isn't technically like a valid answer because we haven't seen her on the show yet. But I love Midge. I love that it's <laughs> almost another word, and, and it's I, uh,
1: almost like a slur. It's
0: almost a slur, but it's also only one syllable. I love a word. I like. I love a name that's like so many letters, but only one syllable. Sure. So like, f- and
1: five is a lot. And G yeah, and G. Five for, for one really, like, syllable heavy. Yeah. is heavy.
0: So it's like, th- like you know, when people spell Shane like C H E Y N E. That is so extra, and it's so many letters, oh, yeah. but it's a single syllable, and I feel like that's such an accomplishment with a name. I would definitely go for Midge. For Midge. For a boy, sorry. You're... For a boy. Oh. <laughs> also, but is Midge <laughs> a really a girl's Midge? name? Is Midge really anyone's it's name? It's a nothing Yeah.
1: Name. I bet her real name is like Mindy. Probably, yeah. Um, what about you? I'm thinking about it, and I kind of dig the name Betty
0: Betty? Yeah, I feel like it's classic.
1: I think Betty, it's like a bubbly name.
0: It's also, oh, is that short for Elizabeth? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So it's a bit like, you can like m- mix it up. Like, I feel like if you're Elizabeth in the 50s, you're Betty. If you're Elizabeth now, you're Liz. Like, you can really play with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lil, Lil Betty. Lil Betty and, and Lil <laughs> Midge. Lil, Lil B and Lil <laughs> Midge.
0: <laughs> Midge sounds like a, like a sound that something makes when it falls on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what i want my kid to be named beautiful mm-hmm.
1: uh all right do you have anything else any any outstanding business
0: uh no but um we're thinking about changing our recording days so maybe look look out for the the episode a day earlier um we'll let you know if that goes through otherwise uh be sure to rate comment on and subscribe um at we're on twitter at riverdale recap and we're on itunes at double digested um but yeah if if that's it then we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye bye.